You know what, Sam? What? Pittsburgh got some good old home cooking tonight. Yes, they did. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Um, first things first, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone uh, who are listening to this. Um, yes. And speaking of Christmas, there is news on that day. Since Christmas Day does fall on a Monday, and since we release episodes on Monday, um, we're not going going to be releasing an episode uh, that Monday uh, because it is Christmas. That's That's the biggest thing. That we just want yes. to convey to you guys. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So that is the one piece of news. And obviously, Sam, there is still that awesome Seat Geek promo that we have. Uh, you get yes. a discount off of your first purchase with Seat Geek. Um, 20% discount. You should use it. It's a great idea, which is really nice. Well, and you have to get um, off your phone. Sorry. I said, you don't even have to get off your phone to do this. Pop it up. Use our promo code, Kaniac Report. If your first time purchase, get your make your holiday shopping nice and easy. Yes, definitely. And also, um, if you, you guys might notice, um, but Sam and I, we are doing this from different venues today. So um, I don't know if you might notice in the audio quality, but... Um, that's what we're doing this from separate separate areas over Zoom, but it works and we continue to work to to use it. So it's great, isn't that Sam? Yeah, it makes it easy, especially when we want to work and hang out with families and all of that wonderful stuff. So Sam, you watched the game with your dad tonight against the Penguins. And um, frustrating game, but we'll definitely get into that one. Probably a little bit more than the Vegas game, just because we usually have more to say when we're upset than when we're happy. So, and Pittsburgh game definitely left a bad taste in our mouths um, uh, with respect to officiating. And I think, Sam, you and I have been pretty good, and I think I've even been pretty good about not talking about officiating. I mean, I think this season in general, it's been rare that you or I have really had a big problem with the officials. Yeah, I feel like we've been good too, but just think we might have that one listener that will um, DM us and be like, well, you talked about here, 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 here. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but I don't remember really talking too terribly much about it this season. Last season, yeah. I think last year was significantly worse, and then I think the year before that was the year they wrote that article about how how Carolina just was getting hosed by the officials. Yes, um, officials will be brought up in this episode, definitely. Well, before as we usually start off with an episode, we like to go with some NHL news first. And yeah, this is some NHL news, but it's, it's also a glimpse into sports business. And Sam, uh, Bali Sports, who uh, owns the broadcast rights for the Hurricanes, uh, is announced that they will keep the NHL teams for the remainder of the season, but uh, the contract with the NHL is going to end after the season. Good. Bye-bye. 
Go away. We don't like you. And there are already some teams, Sam, like Vegas and Washington in particular, who um, actually have their own streaming services for uh, their games. Sam, I think this is the future of broadcasting, basically. Teams owning yeah. their own broadcast rights. Yeah, and I think you'll see – and I wouldn't be shocked if you saw Carolina do that only because, I mean, Tom Dundon is very controlling. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. I think it just depends on what you want. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I wouldn't be shocked if Tom Dundon made the decision to to do that, though. Yes, definitely. Now, Amazon is interested in investing into Bali Sports. Could I help? Maybe, but I'm not really optimistic about Bali Sports, regardless of who invests into it. Yeah, just- it, I would. I, I could see it more of. Amazon buying it, dismantling it, and just taking over the scraps that are left. I wouldn't mind doing that. That would probably be more of the instance. Like, you know how, for example, tonight New Orleans is playing Los Angeles uh, Rams in football, and it's on Amazon. So I could see something where maybe Amazon starts getting some hockey games, and that might be the case where maybe they'll pick up a few markets. But they'll like buy. I could see more of a buy Bally, shut it down, and then get the rights to some of those teams um, instead. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think um, there's a good point and um, or a good um, case of Amazon investing into Bali Sports where it can be good, become a good thing. So, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. And Sam, now we're going to get into some Canes news. And I want to touch on this a lot because um, these are two credible people, Adam Gold and Elliot Friedman. Um, Adam Gold has been on this podcast a lot. Uh, We respect him for sure. We appreciate him more than probably more. We would not be as successful as we are today without Adam Gold. So I want to preface anything we say about that. And it's 100% true. Adam was gracious and came on our first, I think he was our first real guest that we ever had on the podcast with any kind of notoriety. And one, we appreciate him. And then you have Elliot Friedman, who is the hockey insider in the national hockey league. He has ears in probably all 32 NHL organizations, which is why if something breaks, usually he's the one to break it. Him and Pierre LeBron are probably number one and number two. So Chris Johnson is up there. Yeah, and I think that's fair as well. So you've got like three guys, Elliot probably being the the guy. Um, so, you know, uh, it puts – I think it puts things in a very different light. Yes. With it, what, what we're going has, on. Yeah, so obviously it started with Adam Gold. Um, he, he had an interview with Don Waddell. And whenever there's an interview with Don Waddell, I just have to know what Don Waddell says. I just do. Um, but apparently Waddell said to Adam, saying that Anderson might be coming back in a month's time, which yeah. we were all excited about. I was happy when it first came out. And then you have Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, who are the hosts of 32 Thoughts, the podcast, which is a great podcast. Love yeah, definitely check it out. And it, hey, Elliot and Jeff, if, if you listen to this by random, very low chance, we'd love to have you on the podcast. I meant I mentioned uh, Jeff Merrick in a tweet. If you saw that, Sam. No, I don't think I mean, I don't think I saw that one. That's pretty good. I, I love said, Jeff. I, Merrick. I said I said um, during the Pittsburgh game when it 
went into overtime. I was like, hey, uh, Jeff Merrick, don't jinx us again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, well, I guess he jinxed us again. Yeah, yeah, he might have. I don't know. I haven't seen his tweet yet. But um, Elliot Friedman, um, he, he talked about uh, Frederick Anderson. I would say probably, honestly, he talked more about, about Auntie Ronta in Monday's episode than he did about Anderson, but Anderson was brought up in that conversation, and he said to be careful with um, what Don Waddell said about Anderson coming back in a month's time. Be careful about that um, because it, it's surrounded with so much uncertainty. And so you, there's this dilemma now, Sam. You have both Adam Gold, Ellie Friedman, who are both credible people, you're yep. kind of um, saying different things about Anderson. Well, it's, so it's interesting. So I think you look at it this way. You have a general manager who's wanting because it's it's not even Adam Gold's word saying that this is what he's heard. It's literally Don Waddell telling Adam Gold in an interview. Right. So yeah. that's what we have here. So. I look at it this way. If I'm the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes and I know darn well. You need a goalie. Right now, teams are going to jack up those prices to teams like New Jersey, Carolina, Toronto. Edmonton, Toronto. They're going to jack the prices up for them, right? What would what what it would cost to get, for example, UC Soros would be um, higher for Carolina than it would be for Pittsburgh right now, right? I mean, it's just it's going to be that kind of situation. So if you're Carolina, why don't you just let, you know, you'll tell some information that's true. That makes it sound like Anderson is coming back. Again, they, they never said he's going to play. They said he was cleared to skate. And skating is a lot different than practicing or playing. I think that's a good point. Skating's different, completely different than coming back and actually playing. Um so if he skates in a month's time, that's great, but that still could take a lot of time of him actually coming back in game form, is what you're saying, right? Yes. And even if he does, again, this is a blood clotting issue, all right? I, remember what we saw that happened in um, the game in England where the gentleman, where the, the hockey player died because he got cut? Yeah. He wasn't on blood thinners. Anderson, if he's on blood thinners and you get cut, that is dangerous. So there just needs to be that understanding. If he's on any kind of blood thinner and that's how it's going to be the rest of his life, I don't know if he's ever going to play again. Right? I mean, I think that's just a reality. I'm not saying he's on blood thinners. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying that's got to raise the the danger, especially when you're a goalie and you got people crashing into you all the time, right? You got to think that's 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 not a that's a possibility. And again, if you're Waddell and you say, "Oh yeah, he's skating," you know, you're telling the truth. Anderson might try and come back, but at the end of the day, you just got to face reality that he just might not actually ever play again or come back. Well, I think regardless of him skating, I think right now Canes are looking for a goalie. 
and I say actively looking for a goalie, and that's the right response from this management team. Absolutely, because right now you don't have a backup goaltender because Ronta, he won his game in Chicago. Um, He allowed three goals, so you take the win with a grain of salt, but Yanni Peretz can't play, and you don't want him to play. So what do you do? Like Nadelkovic, I mean, not Nadelkovic, Nadelkovic was outstanding tonight. <laughs> but um, Kochekov is, uh, was, has been elite these last, what, four games he's played? Yes. Yeah, he really has. He's been great. But you need another goalie. Maybe that's yeah. Aaron Dell. I don't know. I want to see him play some games, and we'll see what happens there. But you want to think you want to get a goalie who you roll Kochekov out for four, and you put whoever in for one, Kochekov for four, whoever in for one, because Kochekov at some point he's going to get worn down, and you don't want to do that to a kid. Yeah, you really don't. And I think it's in all of our fan. I mean, I think if you if you talk to all the Hurricanes fans, I think in the back of their mind they know. I think that Kochekov. Um, at some point, isn't going to be playing this elite because he has had his struggles. He's going to yep. fall off at some point. Yeah, and I think that's reality. Yeah, um, and that's part of that's how it is for any uh, a goalie his age. I mean, for goalie his age or for any goalie, right? You're going to have bad games. Brodeur had yeah. bad games. It doesn't matter if you're Marty Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, or. Piotr Kuchekov, Alex Nedeljkovic, you're going to have bad games. It's just part of the NHL. Yes, exactly, it is. And, I mean, I you really don't want to put Yanni Perez, who hasn't even played an no. AHL game, uh, to be playing in an a- NHL game. So yes. you, you really need to be looking at goalies now. I will say this. I think the goalie market has gotten a lot, a lot tougher now. Because Detroit has suffered a couple of goalie injuries. So I think yes. their goalies are kind of off the market right now, which makes it tougher. It does. I mean, again, if you want to go with a Halak or Dell, that's fine. They can play. And I think Aaron Dell's numbers are actually very good given his career. So I'm not opposed to Aaron Dell. And that's a cheap way to go. Um, or Halak. I'm not opposed with either of them. I think those are, to me, the most realistic scenarios. To be honest. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you really wanted to go look, I mean, you know, again, Chicago's got Morozik. They're probably not attached to anybody on that roster, per se. Um, and they, speaking of Chicago, just kind of part of NHL news that we really haven't talked a whole lot about, uh, it sounds more and more likely that Corey Perry's going to sue the NHL. Oh, wow. I actually have not seen that news, but that's interesting. Yeah, I've seen that kind of been floating around. Elliot Friedman's talked about it a little bit. And it's because the NHL, not Corey Perry, but the NHLPA is going to sue the Blackhawks for terminating the contract. It makes starting to make me think that whatever Corey Perry did wasn't egregious enough for a firing. Well, it'll be interesting to see that for sure. I mean, see if he gets reinstated. That would be fascinating. But um and again, you never know. Just something that I thought was interesting, one to bring up. But yes, um, goaltending's a problem in Carolina. It still is. Do I think Kochekov can keep playing? Again, Kochekov has not been the reason this team lost tonight against Pittsburgh. Or 
even against Washington, I thought Kachekov was very good against Washington, and he was very, very good against Vegas. Yeah. So can't blame the goaltenders when you only score one goal. Exactly. Um, and I might have some unkind words about officials and our recap of that game. But no, uh, yeah. same. But yeah, I mean the whole thing with Anderson, I'm kind of in a let's wait and see how this works out mode. That's yeah. that's I'm, that's the perspective I'm kind of taking. Yes, I agree. Yes, definitely. So that is all of, or I would say that's the rest of it for Hurricanes news. Uh, now we're going to get to the Hurricane games. But before we do, let's get to our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam. So I know we're a little bit frustrated after this Pittsburgh game. Uh, but let's start with some good news since we're frustrated. And that good news is the Vegas game because that was excellent. That was, to me, great, great Hurricanes win. Yes. Great Hurricanes win 6 3. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna completely discount those two goals that Vegas scored at the end because they clearly had no effect on Kochekov. We saw that tonight. Kochekov was outstanding again tonight. So where there was may have been that little concern that those last two goals in the last 90 seconds may have caused a problem. I don't think that is the case. So fortunately, well, one of them there, was tipped. I think it was the Eichel goal that was tipped. Whatever the third one was. Because most people were, I guess it sounded like like Adam Gold and others weren't weren't happy with that second goal um, that Kochekov allowed. Either way, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to concern myself with those last two. They clearly flushed them, and they won the game six to three. I mean, you had a pretty even first. I thought Carolina was still the better team through the first twenty tie game, I believe, after the first twenty. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. You know, that's fine. You know, against a team like Vegas, you know, if you can keep playing even, maybe get a point, you're probably happy with that result. And then in the second period, Carolina dominated. Oh, he, oh, they did. And what's great in this game, Sam, is that we have a special player that came back from injury. And that is Andre Svechnikov, who I thought was the best player for the Hurricanes yeah. in that game. He, I mean, he was amazing. I wish he could have played a little bit like what he did against Vegas tonight uh, because 
I didn't really think, even though Kachakov played great, I, I think we could have gotten a little bit more out of probably both the Ajo and Drury line. Um, I thought the KK line was actually pretty decent, but... Um, I thought, I mean, in that Vegas game, there really wasn't anybody I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're bad or they were bad. I thought everybody was very, very good in that Vegas yeah, game. I mean, every single player. And that's just not an often thing you'll get. Yes. And it's factor call if he scores on the power play, Sam. That's great. And power play, or I should say special teams in general, uh, Carolina was 100% perfect. Three for three on the power play. And four for four on the penalty kill. That's just amazing. Yeah, and look, when you're a team that's you know kind of been struggling a tad, you know what? I'll tell you know that 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 I think is really, 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 really important. Yes, it is. And like what you said um, in the second period, it was dominant. Uh, Stall had a great pass. Oh, great pass and Faust. Um, to make it two nothing, uh, KK, um, he scores. I thought that was just a great sequence that really made Vegas tired, and we just helmed uh, Vegas in on that goal. And then Bunting scores, and it's four nothing hurt, or actually four to one Hurricanes. And Sam third period, Carolina kept going five seconds into their third power play drive of scores. Like wow. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Power play was great. Yes, power play was great. And that's kind of all she wrote. Um, Carolina wins 6-3, to three, which is really good. Probably would like to win, see them win 6-1. to one. Um, See them kind of finish that game a little bit better. But yeah. I'll take the win. And now, Sam, let's get to the Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. Sam, uh, the one thing that I have noticed uh, about the Hurricanes, um, especially this week, it, it whenever they play a team that plays a good defensive style, I yeah, am but, really but, but Pittsburgh getting doesn't nervous. play defense. Pittsburgh's not defensive. They have Eric Carlson and Chris Letang. They're not defensive hockey players. They're offensive defensemen. So at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand why Carolina's offense did not abuse that. But I'm going to tell you, too, that Elkovich played a really good game, and I'm fair in that regard. Yeah, the only person I'm happy for Pittsburgh, Sam, is Nadelkovich. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, Ned had a great game. I mean, heck, I mean, I'm sure we miss him right now. There's a need given the need for goaltending, and I still think Carolina could have made that work. Um, I wasn't a fan of the trade when it happened, and no, at the I end of the day, not. and at the end of the day, you know, at that point, oh, the team looked justified when he went to Detroit, but at the time, Detroit didn't have a defense by any stretch of the imagination. Pittsburgh's got a better defense than Detroit, and Medelkovich has definitely found his confidence. And we saw that tonight, especially in the shootout. But, look, Carolina got puck luck, right? I mean, that's the only reason they beat Nadelkovich. There was no skill. There was no anything other than a lucky bounce that got that game tied. You had a great play by Crosby in the first period that allowed Pittsburgh to take that one nothing lead. But, you know, it's just, you know, it, 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 
it's just amazing. It's just amazing how inconsistent the offense is to me. Yeah, it really has been inconsistent. And I mean, c- coming into this game, Pittsburgh's one of the top teams in goals against. Same with Washington, which is just very, it's bizarre. But I mean, I know these are good defensive teams if you look at the stats, but you got to, the offense really needs to step up. I didn't think the Ajo line was that noticeable. I didn't think um, Drury's line was that noticeable. I thought, to me, the best lines were um, Stahl's line and um, KK's line with uh, yeah, and I think that Natchez. And look, Stahl, that line usually plays pretty darn good every night, and they did tonight. And look, Carolina, I'm going to be very clear where – I'm about to go absolutely off on the officials. I'm going to say this right now. We, Carolina should never have been in that position to begin with. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is not that good. It's average. The Delkovich is a fine goaltender. I still think Carolina is a better team than Pittsburgh. You only oh, scored one too. goal. You only scored one goal, so it gets to overtime. And that is when the officiating just flat out made the decision that anything – Pittsburgh did was going to be let go. You got the home cooking that these big market teams get all of the time. New York, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Boston. These big market teams always get the benefit of the doubt. Always get away with a lot of crap. Now, the only thing I thought of, I was like, huh, last year, Carolina may have gotten away with a board from Pesci. Maybe they knew that, and they were like, eh, maybe we let this one go. Oh, as yeah, a makeup okay. call. yeah, I remember that game now. Yep. So maybe they're like, okay, we'll let this be a makeup from that. And I'm like, well, okay, but there were like 20 penalties that Pittsburgh committed all within five minutes of the game. And that's just five minutes of overtime. Well, not even five, four minutes of overtime Right, and they get. I just I don't understand that. There was but a I want to be clear. Yeah, so maybe they let that go for the other one, but I don't see where Svechnikov held Crosby. I thought Crosby held Svechnikov, but at the end of the day, and I'm gonna be honest, where I thought the officials were trashed, and they gave Pittsburgh this game on a silver platter. Carolina never should have been in this situation. You just lit up the Vegas Golden Knights. You cannot come into Pittsburgh and lay an offensive dud, which is what they did. Yes. And now here's the thing. Carolina still should have won this game, uh, regardless of it going into overtime. Um, I kind of blame the overtime on – I do. I I do blame the overtime on the officials. But at the end of the day, Carolina – I think we there's another problem, and I hope Brendan Moore practices this in their next practice. Shootout goals. And stop for the okay. For the love of all that is holy. <laughs> Here we Rod go. Rod is about as stubborn as a freaking mule. And his just these little things that just continue to convince me that maybe he's not the guy to continue to be the coach. Tavo Teravainen is one of the most snake-bitten players on this team right now. Did he score tonight? Yeah. If you watch the goal, he wasn't aiming for the net. 
He hit it off a of Pittsburgh skate. That was not on purpose. Tavo got lucky. He got a goal credited to him. Congratulations. Why the hell are you throwing Tavo Teravainen out at a time where he's not scoring? He is snake bitten, and you need a goal or else a shootout's over. There are players on this roster who are very good at scoring. Marty Natchez being one. And believe it or not, Jacob Slavin's been very good in the shootout. So why we've decided this season not to go with him, I don't quite understand that. You got people who can score in the shootout. Hey, and you Brady roll Shea. out. I, I, honestly, I wouldn't mind Brady Shea in the shootout. The sure, go with Brady Shea. We've got people who are hot right now. Tavo ain't one of them. No, he's not. So I, I do agree with that. So I would say when it comes to the shootout, probably my first three players. Um, I honestly would probably put Aho in there because he is your best player. Um, I'd probably do Shea and probably Slavin. I mean, yeah, look, Slavin's been very good in the shootout. I just, I'm sick and tired of the I was more bewildered with Nason a little bit. Yeah, Nason didn't overall make sense other than he's been playing really well, so I kind of give that one a pass. But I'm really confused. Tavo's really the big one. It's just, why are you putting a guy out? One, he missed the other night. And two, he's just not scoring. Like, you might go, oh, he scored tonight. Did you see the goal? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. not a reason. We got lucky. I, I didn't mind Teravainen in the first shootout, which was against Washington. But, I mean, if he doesn't score in that shootout, why roll with him again is my question. I say like, he ain't no UC Oakland. Oh, I love UC Okanen. UC Okanen is the shootout king. Yes, he is. Um, but yeah, that I mean that was just really, really frustrating. Uh shootout. Um but man. Carolina offense really needs to just be better. And another thing I just want to touch on, this is kind of the last thing. I love the stall line. I really do. There's nothing bad I have to say about the stall line. But they don't generate offense. They generate they possession. They don't they haven't generated offense really since Nino Niederreiter left. And unless you're planning to go out and get somebody who can basically replace either Jesper Foss or Jordan Martinuk. And honestly, next offseason, that should be a priority because I do believe that Martinuk's contract is up. So I think uh, getting somebody who's maybe defensive-minded but also knows how to put the puck in the net isn't a horrible idea to utilize that cap space for. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I just think the stall line, especially on the road, I don't mind at home because stalling has more of a purpose at home. Um, they always go up against the other team's top scorers, which I'm fine with. Um, but on the road, I just think their IS time needs to be lowered just a bit, especially if your offense is struggling. Because you know the other players, even though they might not be working as hard as, as, a st- as, the, as the stall line, they have more natural skill than the stall line. They just do. Yeah, yeah, and I think on the road, stall line needs to be treated as the fourth line and at home. You can treat it as a shutdown line, but on the road, it needs to be Aho, KK, and Jury. That needs to be one, two, three, and then Stahl is number four. 
And I think that's what you got to do when you're trying to score. And I thought Stahl played, honestly, I think he played too much tonight. Uh, I thought he was out there a little bit more than I would have liked him to be, but. Oh, same here. I mean, you only have one goal. Like, you got to play the other lines that are more naturally gifted. And if you want to play Stahl on the road, then at that point, I'm like, okay, well, maybe you put, well, I don't know, maybe you you flip-flop Nason and Natchez, or not Nason and Natchez, but Faust and Natchez. That way you can give a little bit of offense on the Stahl line. But you yeah. can't be ro- you can't yeah. be rolling out that line if you don't have somebody who can put the puck in the net, and and Nason and sorry not Nason but Natchez can play defense so it's not like he couldn't play on that line, help generate offense and shut down the other team's players. Exactly. So that's that's both of our takes on the stall line. I uh, we both firmly agree that that line I think does need to have less ice time on the road. Uh, so yeah. Uh, that is the end of this episode. Uh, we will see you guys a week from today. Again, we are not going to be having an episode Monday as that's Christmas. So we will see you guys then. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, Check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.